This is Rhema for Today. When God began to speak to me along certain lines, and in fact, I was impressed by the Holy Spirit just to study about the fatherhood of God, to study about the nature of God. Sometimes we just sort of have a fuzzy thinking along this line. And I remember I began to do some extra study along some of these lines, some extra time of waiting on God and fellowshipping with Him. And I began to see Him. I, I don't know whether I can even, even explain it in human language or not. But I began to see God in a different way than I'd ever seen Him before. Until I almost cried out, Dear God, I, I really didn't know You. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, The Integrity of God's Word. Next, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. You see, no man has seen God at any time. King James translation said, actually, the Greek literally, no man has comprehended God in all of his fullness. Nobody has. Because, see, Moses saw him. You know, he appeared to Moses on Mount Sinai, and, but he was in a cloud, you see, in the glory cloud, and Moses saw him, and, and he said to Moses, I shall not look upon my face, but he said, I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock, and I'll pass by and let you see my back parts. Remember that? So in the spirit world, spirit realm, he does have a, a, a spirit body. That was God talking to him. I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock, put my hand over your face. He's got a hand passed by you, let you see my back parts. But you see, God sent Jesus, and we read in the scriptures yesterday, and the message today is just a continuation of that message, you see. We read there in, first, in John's gospel, the first chapter, that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. And the 14th verse said, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Then we read from Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, God, 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 that's our Father God, hallelujah, who at divers times and sundry manners spake unto our forefathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. Jesus is God speaking to us. If you want to hear God talk, listen to Jesus. Hallelujah. If you want to see God at work, look at Jesus. Remember, some of them said to him, some of the disciples said to him, said, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. In other words, we'll be satisfied. Jesus said, Philip, have I been so long time with thee and has thou not seen me? He that has seen me or known me, he that has seen me has seen the Father. If you want to see God, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Now you see, what kind of a picture do you have of God? What kind of a God is he? 
Well, now, to a lot of people, God's sort of like an austere judge sitting here on the bench. He's just awaiting with that gavel in his hand. You make the least little mistake, he's going to pound it down, brother, and send it to you forever to be lost. No, that's not him. Some people's their, their, their picture of God is he's like a traffic cop. Standing on the street corner with a whistle, just waiting, just waiting for you to just inch up a little bit beyond where you ought to be. He's going to blow the whistle on you because he's after you. No, no, no. We got all kind of pictures of God. And you know, these pictures of God or concepts of God or whatever you want to call them have been formed sometimes in us when we were little children by what we heard and what we were taught. Then even after we grew up and were born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, some of us even out in the ministries, you know, and even had miracles happen under our ministry. Great things that happened. Gifts of the Spirit operating through us. Yet our, our concept of God was sort of fuzzy. I never will forget it. Now, now I knew him in a sense, in a measure, but you see, our knowledge of God should grow. It should grow. We should never come to the place, and we won't. In this life, where you said, well, I, I know all about him. No, you won't, you don't. But I never will forget. Never. Never. Back in 1963, when God began to speak to me along certain lines, and in fact, I was impressed by the Holy Spirit just to study about the fatherhood of God, to study about the nature of God. You know, sometimes we just sort of have a fuzzy thinking along this line. And I remember I began to do some extra study along some of these lines, some extra time of waiting on God and fellowshipping with him. And I began to see him. I, I, I don't know whether I can even, even explain it in human language or not. But I began to see God in, in a different way than I'd ever seen him before. Until I almost cried out, dear God, I, I really didn't know you. See, I knew who he was, but I didn't know him. And, and he began to say some things to me and tell me some things about ministry and my ministry and some things that I should do and uh, that have absolutely changed my life and changed my ministry until I, I, I was so overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed until it's just hard to describe. I was so overwhelmed until I, I think I must have went around weeping and crying for about a week. And said, he's just different than I thought he was. He's just different. Oh, it's so wonderful to become acquainted with him. It's so wonderful. It's so wonderful to know him. Hallelujah. I wish I could describe it to you. I can sense it in my spirit yet, but I can't get it out. I don't know. I don't know words or not. <laughs> I mean, there's some things, you know, I think though, like Paul said when he was caught up evidently into paradise or the third heaven that he heard words unspeakable which is not lawful for the other. There's some things that's not lawful and there's some things that you just can't. I mean, there's no way. There's just no way. Well, 
Is it God's will? Let's ask yourself the question. Is it God's will that his church be riddled with sickness? To be so would be to be oppressed by the devil. Now, you see, here's something I want to see. If this ever dawns on you, if what I'm saying to you ever really, you know what I mean when I said dawns on you, I mean registers on your spirit. I'll tell you, bless God, if the devil comes around with anything, you'll go after him tooth and tongue. You know what I mean? I mean you'll get after him here. It'll just make you mad. But you're not going to attack me. You're not going to attack the church. Now, let's look at it from another angle for a moment. We are the body of Christ, aren't we? I said, aren't we? Christ is the head. You see, uh, let me go back here for just a minute for some of our folks, you know, because we've got new people coming every week. Down here, there was a Southern Baptist pastor who received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and he's like I was when I was a young Baptist boy preacher, got the baptism of the Ghost in 1937. He got excommunicated. He received the left foot of fellowship among the Baptists. In fact, they wouldn't even let him back in the pulpit to preach after they heard him speaking in tongues. Well, he's just out here, got a family, you know, nothing. So one of the full gospel churches, they, they, they needed help anyway, and they had an empty one of their houses, larger church, and he, he had majored in music, both he and his wife, as well as being a preacher. And so they, uh, they were music directors in the church, and uh, I came along to that church, you know, and preached. Then sometime afterwards, I saw him, and he said, you know, Brother Hagin, he said, I've read the New Testament through just again now since, since you've been in our church. And, you know, I know you, you, you just preach divine healing, you know, all the time, just everywhere. And he said, I, I read it through. I, I, I believe in divine healing. I almost understand it. But I just can't see all that in there. Now, here's why we don't see it. I said to him, well, you don't have to spell out divine healing for it to be divine healing. I said, I see divine healing in every chapter, almost in every verse, and almost in every line. I said, for instance, in, in the Lord's Prayer, he said, pray my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is it his will for people to be sick in heaven? He said, no. I said, well, that's divine healing then, isn't it? Oh, he said, I'm going to read it through again. I saw him many months afterwards, and that Baptist preacher spirit fell now said, you know, Brother Hagin, I've read the New Testament through twice more since I saw you. He said, I'm getting like you. I see divine healing in every chapter and every verse and every line. <laughs> Praise God. You see what I'm talking about now? Now, ask yourself this question. See, see here, here's another view of it. We all know without me turning to scriptures, I know you know the Bible well enough, and I'm not going to take time to look them up, that we are the body of Christ. Christ is the head, we're the body. We're members of the body of Christ. Is that correct? Now, now let me ask you this question. Could you conceive of the physical body of Christ when he was here in the earth, when Jesus was here on the earth, you see, with his physical body? Could you conceive of that body being filled with cancer? Could you conceive of him having pneumonia or diabetes or high blood pressure? or low blood pressure, or heart trouble, or TB. Huh? Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Our offer 
this month is it's for a gift of $35 or more. Yes. Actually, it's it's the book, The Human Spirit. I just got through talking to you about training the human spirit. And this is a little book by my dad, a little, uh, what, 32-page book, mm -hmm. I think it Slim is. Slimline book. Slimline, yeah. No, it's actually 61 pages. Slimline, we call it, about the human spirit. This talks to you. It tells you about developing the human spirit. And that's just what I was talking to you about. Also, my CD of uh, You Can Make a Comeback. Now, this is something that I taught because people have been talking to me about, well, they had they, they messed up and, and things didn't go right. And I, I came up with this, you can make a comeback. In the sports world, many people have yes. made comebacks after an injury or whatever. And so that's what this is about. But then the, the icing on the cake, yes. so to speak, of this offer is the ABC's of Bible Faith by my dad. Six CDs in here, and and it, it talks it's about... so simple. So simple, what yes. faith is. Yes, how faith comes. How faith comes. And how to turn, how to your, turn your faith, faith loose. loose. Yes. And there's six CDs in here on those three subjects. Go to your computer right now, or make a phone call, for a gift of $35 or more, all of this can be yours. You want to get a hold of this, okay? That's right. <laughs> Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126. Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, The Integrity of God's Word. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.